welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is trevor thompson from ktt properties welcome trevor welcome nice to meet you Sure. Thank you. A little bit about Trevor, successful vice president with 47 player plus years in the attractions and entertainment industry, now taking these skills into his new passion, commercial real estate investing. Started in real estate investing fall of 2018, passive investor in 14 syndicated deals, multifamily apartments like 1000 plus doors, one retail strip mall, one townhouse to condo conversion, around 28 units, one single family or rental portfolio fund, 250 homes and one group of ground up multi-family fund 100 plus doors so with that Trevor you want to add anything to your background no I think um, so I mean I had a very interesting background um, in the attraction business very unique career and the last bit was working with I fly indoor skydiving opening locations all around the world it was it was an amazing journey I loved it a lot great and so what is the reason behind moving into commercial real estate Yeah, so it's very interesting. Like many people started, um, the original owner of the company at our very first team meeting gave everybody a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And reading that book, I knew that I needed to do something with real estate. But like so many other people, I got too busy just living my life, thinking it would be take all of my time, you know, thinking I'd had to deal with the tenants, toilets and trash like everyone else thinks. So I avoided uh, doing anything about it, even though I knew in the back of my mind that I really should start earlier than later. Got it. And so from previous experience, like what skills are translating into commercial side, commercial investing side? Yeah, so I definitely knew I was not interested in the single family. Quite sure that, you know, every time I hired somebody to do a repair at my house, I felt like I got ripped off. And I thought, why would I want to do that for um, my investment side? And so I always liked running a business. I enjoyed running businesses. And I thought that multifamily was exactly that. You bought a business, you would run it, you would run it better than somebody else ran it, and you would make profit for yourself and your investors. So that portion of it is what appealed to me. Great, great. So how do you find these passive investing opportunities? So I started looking like everyone else did for somebody to mentor. And I went to several online, you know, I joined a couple, I don't want to mention them, but found them very unsatisfactory. And it took me a while to get out of them and stop the monthly charges. You know, I looked at one company that uh, promised uh, office buildings, you could buy them with a credit card with almost no money down. You know, there's a lot of shysters out there. (laughs) And then I found a group that it was at least local to central Texas. And I liked that, you know, twice a month, I would go to a meeting and actually see them. So I joined that particular mentorship program. Even though they were focused on single family, they did have some multifamily investment. Got it, got it. So how do you find great operators and sponsors for your deals? Yeah, so it's definitely been a long journey. At the very beginning, my first few investments were through this mentorship program. And unfortunately, they had a couple of investments that didn't do as well as we had hoped and have struggled. And so in theory, my first few investments, as far as performance on dollar value making, were my least. But I also learned a lot about what to look for in an operator. And so I spent a lot of time looking for the 
the right person first and then the right deal second. Sure. Okay. So what exactly are you looking operator? Yeah. So first of all, I want to get an operator that has a, a history of really good communication with their investors. That's the one thing that, you know, I want to earn and learn. And I realize that I'm taking a risk and that some things may not go as planned, may not go as the performa, you know, laid everything out. And I would rather invest with an investor that's going to tell me exactly what's happening, why it's happening and what they're going to do about it. That is super important to me because I feel that it gives full transparency and, you know, and then I refer to it as I'm going to learn while I earn. Got it. And thank you. And what other factors you would consider before investing in any syndicated deals? Yeah. So I look a lot at the sponsor and it's, to be honest, it's a lot to do with their personality, you know, what things that they find are vital, things that are important to them. You know, I went to several seminars and the last few sponsors that I spoke, you know, I heard about how they turn their properties around, how they focus their energies on making it a better place to live. You know, simple things like school supplies for some underprivileged kids, after school programs, you know, giving out turkeys at Thanksgiving. And these things really touched me because they meant more to me than, than anything. And I knew that if you practice those types of values in your business and you bought the right property, um, everybody would be more successful. So those are things that I really switched my focus to who's doing it, you know, what are their values and you know a little bit of their track record and what other people had said about them. Got it. And thank you. So would you look into like market and submarket, anything like that? Yeah. So I definitely, for the beginning, I wanted to keep all of my investments in Texas and they are currently all except for one investment in Tucson, Arizona. And I did that again, based on the strength of the operator, the people that were doing the deal. I had gone to a couple of their training courses, was super, super impressed and basically made a decision that, you know, I was going to invest in one of their next investments. And, you know, it turns out that it was a good idea to do that. <laughs> Yeah, got it. So, and what kind of due diligence you would perform before investing in any deal as a passive investor? You know, so I would talk to other people that had invested with them. And then I would do things like, you know, very interesting, just like you're doing a podcast here, I would listen to their podcast. And then several of them had training platforms. And so I would listen to their training platforms and what, what they were telling people to do, you know, and that's obviously I look for certain criteria in investment. You know, I want to make sure that it's focused on investors making money. Many of the deals that I pass on, it looks like the sponsors are, I call it fiend the project to death or taking a bigger percentage. I never invest with those. I invest with people that have a fair percentage. I do like a preferred return. That's always helpful. And, but I really look for people that are trying to bring value to their project. Got it. And you invested in multiple asset classes, multifamily, retail strip malls, townhomes and townhome conversions. So would you share like a reason behind it? Yeah, so a little bit was I thought I would try some sort of diversification and learn about it. Um, to be honest, I was always very interested in retail strip centers. So I spent a little bit of time and energy looking at people that were investing in that space. Unfortunately, my timing was pretty poor. So we actually closed on that two weeks before the entire plaza, but the liquor store got shut down due to COVID. But they're coming back out. I still think certain strip centers are going to survive. And so it was something that was very 
very interesting to me, you know, as just a way to have something different in my portfolio that, you know, would be able to balance things out, I guess, is the way to do it. Okay, sure. And also you invested in one fund model also. So how that is different compared with, I mean, regular syndication deal? Yeah. So what that was, the real estate group that I did join, their specialty was single family. And that's what they really did well. Then multifamily was, I'm going to call it their hobby. Um, they, they did some multifamily. And so I always thought, you know, I kept, as I was struggling to find deals or to find a deal for myself, I started thinking, oh, do I really want to relook at the single family business? And this fund came up to where they raised the money so that they wouldn't have to, you know, a lot of times in the single family market, you find a deal and then you run around and try to find hard money to close the deal. And this was the opposite of it, right? They raised all the money up front. So they had the money. So all they had to do is find the deal. And they had a lot of infrastructure because it was supported by all the members of the group. So some members in the group are wholesalers, flippers, rehabbers, property managers, you know, so the infrastructure was there to support the group that I was already part of. And I knew that single families do well if you can buy right and convert them. It's it's a very profitable space, but you could very difficult for an individual person to get what I'm going to refer to as the critical mass. And this particular one, you know, gave me that. So it's it's not quite the same, obviously, as a is a multifamily and the critical mass, you know, everything's in one place, but to get 200, 250 homes in a, you know, 200 mile radius, it, it's close to that. Okay. Are they in the same market? They're all central Texas. Central Texas. Okay. So how they are performing compared to multifamilies? Yes. Yeah, so they've been slower coming out of the gate because of the hot real estate market. So it's, it's, you know, just like it's hard to find a good deal right now in the multifamily space, it's hard to find a good deal in the single family space because the market's really heated up and, you know, you can only spend so much to be able to get the cash flow. Uh, but they're, they're starting to definitely get some traction, but it, it definitely was slower than we'd hoped getting out of the gate. I think once the market cools down just a little bit, uh, they'll, they'll start to accelerate again. I do like their discipline though, that they're, they're not going to overpay. They're going to find the right deal. You know, they have a formula and they, they stick to their formula. Got it. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. So as a passive investor, what kind of benefits you will get by investing in like uh, different syndications? Yeah, so obviously the tax benefits are very good. And I was quite fortunate that uh, in 2020, I got furloughed and I also had one of my investments that was struggling, needed some help. So I was able to volunteer as an asset manager, which reclassified me as a professional real estate investor because I was my full time, you know, I got furloughed, so I didn't have a day job, but it was nice because I was still collecting the my severance <laughs> after I got let go. And I was able to do this. And that was the first time that I was able to really take advantage of the accelerated depreciation. And so that opened my eyes to, you know, to the sort of the next level of tax efficiency. Got it. So any other benefits you would get as a passive investor? You know, obviously, you know, you don't have to do any work and hopefully they send you a check. <laughs> you know, that's really the advantages, right? That, you know, and, and you get to, you know, you get to own a variety of 
of different. So, you know, I own some really deep value add and I own some triple A plus. So, you know, I always joke that on the triple A plus, I think I own a doorknob, the expensive property, and I'm a smaller investor, but it's nice to be able to be able to spread yourself over several asset classes, as well as, you know, just best in my case, you know, things as creative as turning the townhome into condos and selling them. And I always make sure that I connect myself with the general partner and be helpful and, you know, try to, I call it earn and learn. And I'll do anything from small tasks like helping take over for doing some day to day to just anything that could bring some sort of value and with a goal to always learn. Cool, cool. And you invested in multiple deals. So how do you track your, you know, investment progresses? Yeah, so I mean, I just keep a file on each project and then I have a spreadsheet um, that, you know, I make notes on, on all their quarterly calls. I file the, all of the presentations and then I have a spreadsheet that I just use to track, uh, you know, how much I, I'm making on each particular project. So if something not going well, so what exactly you will do? Well, there's not much you can do. That is the biggest problem, right? If, if uh, you are a passive investor and, you know, there's a deal that's in trouble. Like I said, I was able to help for about eight months as the asset manager, but then it took a direction I wasn't happy with. So I'm still an LP in that deal. Um, it's been trying to sell. It's had several delays in its sale. Um, I'll be happy when it does sell. And unfortunately, I'll just be getting my money back. Hopefully, well, we'll not be making any money. But again, I made a valuable lesson. Got it. So, and what kind of questions you would ask operator in that scenario? You know, I mean, you ask a lot of questions and particularly on this investment and a couple of other investments, I do not believe that uh, we're getting the whole story. And that's what's very frustrating and led me to new syndicators that I feel I'm going to get the whole story from. I'm okay if something goes wrong, like I said earlier. You know, we are in a business. Multifamily investing is a business. And in businesses, there's setbacks, things that go, go well. And I want to be with an operator that's open transparent with a plan to fix those deficiencies. And I completely understand that, you know, things take longer or COVID mess things up or whatever it is. Um, I want to understand and learn along with them. Got it. And would you share any of your best passive investment experience so far? You know, so I invested in this one, the AAA class property, you know, and I was very, as I mentioned before, you know, communication is super important. And I don't want to keep calling somebody as be this, you know, this annoying LP that's always calling, asking a question. But at the very beginning, you know, you're buying a new one, you really kind of want to get a feel what's going on. And to my surprise, they sent out a weekly communication for the first quarter, and then a biweekly, and they still send one out if there's over and above, they still just do the quarterly call. But the level of communication, it was just a simple one pager and you could choose to read or not to read it. And I'm fascinated by the whole process. So of course I'm going to read it and understand it. And then I often reply back with some comments and thanking them or doing whatever. And they take the time to reply back with me. I feel very much like I'm a partner with this group. And that to me is everything. And when I'm doing my first investment deal, that's my goal. I want to be a syndicator that treats the passive investors as my partners. 
Cool. That's cool. And would you also share any of your worst or challenging passive investment experience? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the one, one investment, you know, I'm, I, it was my very first one and, you know, I didn't know a lot and I put some money in it and, you know, it was a much deeper value add than was presented and was a much more struggling property. And I think some of the original CapEx was spent to fix problems that maybe they should have spent otherwise. And again, it's always easy to be a Monday morning quarterback and say shoulda, coulda, woulda. And then the fact that they just didn't communicate. So for example, it was supposed to sell. So I would wait, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours, still no words, send an email. Hey, just checking, did this thing sell? You know, I want to redeploy my capital at some point and no answer. And I know they were struggling trying to get a good answer to give everybody, but just the consideration of a, hey, listen, it didn't close. This is what we're working on. We'll give you an update as soon as we have more data. You know, that's huge. Very, that, that is so important to do for your investors. Got it. Yeah. What is your current focus? Share something you're excited about now. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to find my first deal to syndicate as an active partner. And, you know, it's very difficult in sort of our hot market in central Texas. And I'm trying to stay in central Texas because I am fascinated with this asset management side of the business. And I want to be, I want to be that person that's making a difference in the tenants' lives, the impact in the, the investors' lives and everybody's lives. So very important for me to have it close to my back door so that I can do that. And then I think once I, I get better at it, I'll feel more comfortable doing it from a distance. Got it. And good luck with that. Thank you. And any one advice that have an impact on you, Trevor? Yeah. So any advice is always try to provide value everywhere you go. You know, this is a team sport and people want to do business with people that are helpful, thoughtful, um, considerate, you know, so, so many people were kind to me as I was coming up in my learning journey. So I try to pass that on. You know, I went to a meetup last night and there were some new people and, you know, their question was, do you mind newbie dumb questions? And the answer was, I love it. You know, give me a list of your questions and I'll send you to webcast to different things to learn because people did that for me. And I feel a real sense of obligation to, to do that for others now. Got it. And any one personal habit that have major impact on in your success? You know, mine is I love incremental improvement. And I think that's a trait that plays well in the apartment game. You know, it's not like something where you go in there and tomorrow everything is better. You know, you have to look at your business and say, okay, this week we're going to achieve this. Okay, we did it. Now we can grow on it and achieve that. And, you know, I never tire of the, what I'm going to refer to as the incremental improvements. And I think that's what makes a good operator, makes a good syndicator. You know, they don't just say, okay, this is good enough. Let's move on. They always are trying to squeeze that extra level of efficiency, you know, make it a better place for tenants to be, you know, paying attention to the small things. I just think that that's a skill set I have. And that's something I've looked for in all my passive investors, investment deals, and learned from other operators that are very good at it. Cool. That's cool. And any one book that have impact on your life and what way? Yeah, so definitely. So I have two sort of categories of books. So one is in real estate 
And the first one is Passive Investing by James Kamasami. It is the best overview of passive investing. And then if you're going to get to the active, you know, there's the best ever apartment syndication book by Joe Fearless. That's amazing. And on the personal side, um, Grant Cardone's 10X. And then after you read 10X, you have to read Be Obsessed or Be Average. You know, those books are, you know, to drive you personally to get to the next level. Cool. And how are you giving back to community, Trevor? You know, so I'm giving back by trying to help those that are starting their journey, just like I did, you know, like I mentioned, you know, and then once I get my own apartment complex, you know, I have a real goal to make it a great, better place to live, better place to work for the team. And I think that ultimately gives better returns to my investors. Awesome. And good luck. Thank you. And how can listeners can connect with you? You know, the best way is on LinkedIn. So it's K Trevor Thompson, Austin, Texas. I'm also very active on Facebook. Unfortunately, at this point, I don't have a website yet. I need to get one. Um, but LinkedIn and or Facebook are the best way to get in touch with me. And I'm very, very, very active on both. Awesome. And thank you, Trevor. I really enjoyed the conversation. And thanks for adding value to the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.